It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. After my crazy day, my pack commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash getmore. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. You can listen on iTunes, Audioboom.com, the iHeartRadio app on a Friday. Great to have you in. A lot to get to. A lot to get to today. Boy, oh boy, Vontez Perfect. We're going to react to that contract. We're going to talk about sports cars. Because a lot of you like to compare John Ross to sports cars. I've seen it on Twitter time and time again. We're going to discuss that, and we're going to get into some predictions for the Bengals this season. Great to have you in on Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked on Bengals. Obviously, subscribe on all of our platforms, audioboom.com, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. We're just a couple days away from Bengals football. Two days away, in fact. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to get into a bunch of stuff. I'm going to get into Vontaze Perfect's contract. If you missed it, signed a contract extension with the Bengals. And a lot of you, there are mixed reviews on this. I like it. In fact, I love it. And that's where I'm going to start today. Because the past six, seven, what, eight months have been interesting if you're a Bengals fan. For the first time in six years, the Bengals failed to make the playoffs. They had made the playoffs five straight years from 11 to 15 and 16. Ah, first time in a six-year span in the Andy Dalton, A.J. Green era that they don't make the playoffs. Then... Andrew Whitworth, Kevin Zeitler depart. Since then, since that moment, I think I've been on board or agreed or had the same thought process that the Bengals have had. With every move they've made, every single one, from the draft, which I think they nailed. I mean, it's so different now. This offense, this defense, what they did in the draft is so much different now. Just as a, from a team perspective, it just looks so much different. It feels different. It doesn't feel like a rebuild. It feels like a retool. It feels like there's a chance for this team to make a run. I will give you a prediction today about this team, a season prediction. And it's, it's certainly something I think if you're a Bengals fan you want to hear. And if you listen to this podcast, we have a lot of new listeners over the past month or two. This season, I won't be on board with everything the Bengals do. I won't be afraid to be critical of the Bengals last year. I, it, it got so bad that it, I, I'm going to voice my opinion. It's that simple. Whether I agree with them or I disagree with them. And I've happened to agree with them for the past six months about everything. I mean, the draft. They nailed it. The kicking competition, that's one thing where I probably would have went with Jake Elliott. But the best case scenario is to end up with both, and they did. 
to extending Vontez Perfect and not Tyler Eifert. Each thing they've done has made sense. Drafting John Ross. A lot of you have been critical of John Ross. Oh, why would you draft a sports car? They don't need a sports car. They need a Honda Civic. I've gotten that. I've gotten that reference on Twitter a bunch. Or that analogy. And I'm going to blow it out of the water here in a second. But I, I, I just... Everything the Bengals have done post-losing Andrew Whitworth and Kevin Zeitler, I've agreed with. Outside of maybe the Drake Kirkpatrick extension, but I get it. you got to spend the money on someone. Drake Kirkpatrick's in his prime. What Might as well, a guy you developed first rounder, might as well keep him around. So I get that. I would have totally taken that money, though, and put it towards Whit. That's just me. I think this team would be a legitimate Super Bowl contender with a legitimate all-pro, pro-bowl t- uh, left tackle. I just do. It's neither here nor there, though. We've got to move on. And I'll start with perfect. One of my coworkers asked me today, like, ah, what do you think about that perfect contract extension? And let's just say there, uh, he has a ton of guaranteed money, which isn't the case. And I'll get into the specifics for those who, who care about the specifics. But it's a three-year, $38 million contract, paying him $38 million, or total. Uh, it's like twelve. And some change per year puts him right in line with Luke Keekley, a little ahead of him if he serves all or plays all three years plus this this year. So he's under contract now for four years. So three year contract extension gets a three and a half million dollar signing bonus, three point three actually. So this is what I told my coworker. I'm like, look, I would have done it. That simple. I would have paid Vontez perfect. I would have locked him up now. I would have paid him what he needed. I would have gotten that deal done just like the Bengals did. But he's got suspensions and injury issues, and it's a risk. And you know what this is like. If you date a supermodel, you're going to put up with a little more. Vontez Perfect is the supermodel that gets a little crazy sometimes. Maybe on Friday nights, you're dating the supermodel. She has one too many drinks at the bar, and she bursts out crying and leaves and gets mad at you for something you said. And it's really not that big of a deal. Well, if she was a five, you'd be like, all right, hit the road. She's not. She's a damn supermodel. So guess what you're doing? You're going to try to make that work. You're going to deal with a few more tears and buy a few more Kleenexes. You're going to do what it takes to keep her around because why? Because most of the time, things are good. Most of the time, you have a lot of fun. By the way, she's unique. She's a supermodel. All right? Tom Brady's willing to put up with more from Giselle Bunchen because of not only who she is, but how she looks. Let's just be honest. That's the case. The Bengals are willing to put up with a little more craziness, suspensions, injuries from Vontez Perfect because of how he is when he is playing. A game changer. A playmaker. One of the, the he's, a, he's rare, man. I don't know if there's anyone that has the instincts that he has. Even Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley is a great, great linebacker. And I would take him over Vontez strictly because of the suspension issues and all that stuff. But man, that play that Vontez made against Washington, he makes those plays. I remember back when Vontez came in as an undrafted free agent, and it was his first preseason game. And, and I interned for Artrell Hawkins, former Bengal Patriot. And we were watching film, and it's great because. Like, we have Joe Goodberry on, and he knows a lot, and we have these guys on that can break it down for us and, and make it make it 
seem like we understand what the hell it is when we're watching film because I, I get some of it, but I don't get everything. Let's be honest here. There's plenty of things we don't understand about football that hardcore football fans don't get. Well, our trial, I was sitting in a room with a 10-year NFL vet, and he was showing me stuff. And three minutes into watching Vontez Perfect, it was probably the third play of watching Perfect. Rewind, start, rewind, stop, stop, start. He's like, this kid's legit. He was like, this kid's going to be really good. And I was like, really? Because if you remember when Burfitt came out of the draft, there were so many draft, like every draft analyst was like, man, I pass. And he goes undrafted. In his first preseason game, Archell's like, he can play. He was like, watch this play. And it was a play where he read the quarterback, dove, and had a pass defense, and he came from like across the field to do it. Just really unique, rare playmaking ability. That's what Vontez Burfitt brings. Tyron Matthew has that same quality at safety. He just brings a unique instinct to the game that you can't necessarily teach, that you can't necessarily describe. He's just always around the ball, and he makes your team better. That's what perfect is. So, yeah, suspensions, injuries. I get it. Dave Lapham says it all the time, and it's true. The best ability is availability. But, man, Vontez perfect is a supermodel. And let's be honest. If you were married to a supermodel or dating a supermodel, you'd do your damnedest to keep her around. The Bengals did that with Vontez Perfect, and he's going to be around for the rest of his prime years, a three-year contract extension. And the only guarantee in this deal, the only guarantee, this is such a good deal for the Bengals, is his signing bonus. That's it. There's no other guaranteed money. So, and this is the quote from Pro Football Talk, and this is just great. So while the initial reports look good, the structure and specifics don't. The Bengals will be able to cut ties with Perfect after any year of the deal with minimal financial consequences. You know what that means? That Perfect's on notice. Hey, man, you screw up. You keep doing silliness. You, you lose a step. We can cut ties with you anytime. The contract year Perfect that we're seeing that guy, he's got motivation to do that every single year. Makes him the highest paid 4-3 linebacker in the league. Outside of those edge rush type linebackers that you see, the Von Millers and stuff like that, he's ahead of Keekley. And based on the, the guarantees in this deal, I don't blame the Bengals one damn bit for locking him up. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Great to have you in on a Friday. By the way, if you're looking for NFL podcasts, other podcasts, the Locked On Podcast Network, we have a ton, including Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. I was on with him about a week ago to preview the Bengals, and he just he goes around and talks all things NFL. So there's a plenty of podcasts. If you're an NBA fan, we have Locked On NBA teams as well. The Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Bengals is a part of that. Happy to be a part of it, and I want to continue this today with John Ross. And yesterday I'm watching Kansas City and I'm watching New England and Andy Reid and Bill Belichick are two of the greatest coaches in the NFL. Like, right, we would be, if either one of those guys came to Paul Brown Stadium and said, hey, I want to coach this team, you would, the majority of NFL fans, Bengals fans would be like, let's go, bring him in, get Marvin out. That's what you would say. Okay. So yesterday I'm watching. And what do I notice? Well, I noticed a, a few things. One, Instantly, you, you want to pay attention to what New England's doing on offense. Well, they traded a first-round pick for Brandon Cooks, 
who's got one more year left on his deal, and then he's going to need to get paid. Why did they do that? Because he runs a 4-3. Short, not the biggest receiver, but speed, physical, not afraid to go up and get the ball. Hmm. Great at, at tracking the ball in the air. Solid, solid route runner. Who does that sound like? And then I, I look at the other side, and Andy Reid's coaching Kansas City, and who do I notice? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, who fell in the draft because of domestic violence issues, and that's why a lot of teams passed on him. Kansas City Chiefs did take him. What do I notice from him? Well, damn. That guy can run, and he's got a little wiggle, and he's a deep threat, and the Chiefs have a deep threat with Alex Smith, and they used him. That's what I noticed. So again, who's coaching those guys? It's Belichick and Reed. Calling the shots for the most part. Okaying some moves in the front office. I wonder why they went out to get those two guys. Because speed scares defensive backs. Ask a, ask a former defensive back. One thing they, that is just really hard to prepare for. One thing that, that just really keeps defensive coordinators up at night. Unless you're a freak like Rob Gronkowski or A.J. Green or someone like that, speed. Because speed is something that's hard hard to keep. Like It's just hard to defend. Even if you're technically sound and you have the right footwork, you might just be a step too slow. Speed scares defenses, scares defensive coordinators, scares the secondary. So when you guys... And not everybody, not every Bengals fan. But when the Bengals fans come at me and all these other people, all of the media, really, with, why in the world did they pick John Ross? He's a sports car! The Bengals needed a Civic, an SUV, all-wheel drive! Man, stop it. You think New England is saying, man, what the hell are they doing trading for Brandon Cooks? Or Kansas City saying, What the hell? Tyreek Hill, get him off the team. And before you mention injuries, Tyreek Hill got injured yesterday. Brandon Cook's laundry list of injuries. So does Deshaun Jackson. Wide receivers get injured in this game. A.J. Green's been banged up plenty. So before we bring in, oh, John Ross, he gets injured. Yeah, so does every damn speedster who's six six foot tall or under. It happens. And A.J. Green, 6'4", gets injured. It's part of football. Here's what I do know. The people, and think about this, and I'm one of them, but at least, no, I don't rip them, but, but I'm definitely not one who can afford it. The people who rip sports cars, who say, oh, who needs a sports car when I got my Honda Civic? Who needs a sports car? I drive a Chevy Malibu. When I have this great sedan from Chevy, you know who says that? This is all I need. People who can't afford sports cars. <laughs> so when you're on Twitter like, well, the Bengals didn't need that. What? You ever talk to anyone who, who just bought a Mustang or just bought a Corvette or just bought a, a whatever? Name the sports car that's a legitimate, awesome sports car, a convertible. They don't say, man, this sucks. I should have bought a insert random bland, a Hyundai Elantra. Man, I should have went out and got a. This is ridiculous. This Corvette's a hunk of junk. I, re- I really should have got a Chevy Cruze. <laughs> no one says that. 
So when I watched two of the smartest coaches, well-run organizations, and they added speed this offseason. By the way, the Patriots even added more speed when they traded right before uh, or during cutdown day. They traded Jacoby Brissett for Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett's a former first-round pick out of the University of Miami from the Colts, 4-3 guy. So then I look at the Bengals, and I'm like, damn. Bengals are doing exactly what the Patriots did. They had a 4-2 guy in John Ross, a 4-3-8, 4-4 guy in Josh Malone, along with Cody Core, who can run. Whoa. And they also have their Honda Civics and Brandon LaFell and Tyler Boyd. Their reliability. The route runners that can run the underneath stuff can be reliable. Oh, and you know what they have, the Bengals have, that these other two teams don't? Adriel Jeremiah Green, who's pretty damn good. So, yeah, you can come at me with the, oh, they don't need a sports car, a Civic. But you know who you sound like? The guy who can't afford a sports car. And I'm not, I'm that guy. But I don't rip people who, who drive sports cars, man. There will be a time where I own a convertible in my life. <laughs> there will be a time. And when I do, I'll be happy to be in that and not my Chevy Malibu that I've owned for the past six years. And I got to get to one more thing here because the Bengals schedule, I, and I've, I've went back and forth on this. I've went back and forth on, on how I feel about the Bengals with Vontez Burfick's suspension and John Ross, who, by the way, practiced on a limited capacity yesterday, is officially questionable. Marvin Lewis said he could potentially play this week or could play this week. So the, the door is still open. My prediction is they probably hold him out this week against Baltimore, try to get him a practice in on Tuesday. And then Thursday he plays against Houston. Because it's a quick, it's a revolving, it's really quick. They're going to have to turn around really quickly from Sunday to Thursday, the Baltimore game to the Houston game, both at Paul Brown Stadium, by the way. Get your tickets on SeatGeek. Use the promo code LONFL. Get uh, your tickets there. By the way, if you're betting on the games, I'm going to get this in real quick. MyBookie.ag. Go there now. Use promo code LOBENGALS. And uh, get the hook up there if you're betting on the games this weekend. But uh, John Ross, that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Thursday, six days from now. But could you imagine if he plays? If he plays Sunday and then plays Thursday and everything goes okay, every single damn one of you that freaked out, called him a bust, Chick Ludwig, I'm talking to you, and all those fans out there on Twitter, are you serious? It was an injury. It's concerning. Absolutely. Anytime your first-round pick gets injured, it's concerning. But could you imagine if he doesn't miss a game? Doesn't miss a snap? I, I Again, I think he probably misses Sunday's game against Baltimore. But he's questionable. He could play, according to Marvin Lewis. If John Ross takes that field and he's there, I promise you I'm going to laugh at... Every single one of you that freaked out when he got uh, when he tweaked his knee last week against Indy, I'm gonna laugh at you. By the way, Browns first round pick Miles Garrett hurt his ankle out four to six weeks because you know what happens uh, to football players; they get injured sometimes. It doesn't mean uh, much. You shouldn't draw big conclusions from an injury. But let's get to predictions. Sorry, I'm rambling here. I'm rambling here. We're 20 minutes into this thing. I haven't even got to my Bengals predictions. A long podcast today to fill your weekend. Uh, great to have you in here on Locked on Bengals. I'm James Rapine.
Joe Goodberry will join us Monday to recap all things Bengals Ravens in our weekly Bengals film review. And I look at this schedule, and even without Vontez Perfect for the first three games, two out of they they should win two out of three. I question that. I think Sunday's now a coin flip. I think Houston now becomes a coin flip. I, that's how much I believe in supermodel Vontez Perfect. That's how much I believe in his abilities. So, if they go two and one, if they're still able to do that, start two and zero, oh, get to Green Bay. Okay. Get perfect back. Cleveland on the road with perfect. Buffalo at home. You should be four and one. Even at three and two, though, because I, I think that Houston game is going to be tough. I really do. I, I think it's going to be tough. And who knows? I, I mean, every game against Baltimore is tough. So it, it seems like a lot of people here in Cincinnati are chalking this up to a win. Flacco's out during the preseason. The defense for Baltimore certainly good but they've dealt with their fair share of injuries I don't know so let's say they start one and two beat Cleveland beat Buffalo and they're three and two after the bye heading to to Pittsburgh that feels like a loss then they have Indy Andrew Luck should be back in time for that October 29th contest at home that's going to be a tough game a lot of people are like oh that's a win Anytime Andrew Luck's on the field, and I assume he's going to be a month and three weeks from now, you're talking about seven weeks from now. So that's going to be a tough game. Then three straight road games at Jacksonville, which I'll be at. I'm going to get my SeatGeek tickets, my tickets with SeatGeek, like you should, L-O-N-F-L promo code. Then at Tennessee, I'm going to that game as well. That's a short drive, four hours or so, plan on going to that game. Then at Denver. That will define the Bengals' season. Because after the bye, at Pittsburgh, at home for Andrew Luck, at Jaguars, at Tennessee, at Denver. Five tough games, man. Five tough games. Against three really good quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota. I get it. Denver doesn't have a great quarterback. They have a really good defense. Jacksonville, not a great quarterback, but solid offensive weapons around him, good running game, and a solid defense. What do they do in those five games? Three and two going into that five-game stretch. Then after that, Cleveland at home, you should win that. Pittsburgh at home, got a good puncher's chance there. Chicago at home, should win that. At Minnesota, I think they have a puncher's chance there. I do. I, 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 there's nothing scary about Sam Bradford. There, again, that, that defense is good in Minnesota. Mike Zimmer, the running game. Bengals probably at least as talented. Detroit at home? Interesting. Marvin Jones versus Drake Kirkpatrick. That'll be fun. And then at Baltimore, which I think will be a tough game. So just be normally I wouldn't do this, but I'm going to do this just just for you. I'm going to go win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. And uh, I, I don't have this predicted. I don't have the record, my predicted record, in front of me. So I'm just going to do this off gut, and we'll see what uh, the the record ends up being. Uh, I'm going to say beat Baltimore, lose lose to Houston. So that's one and one, one and two, lost to Green Bay, two and two against Cleveland. Week five, they beat Buffalo, three and two. Week seven after the bye week, they lose to Pittsburgh. So that, there you go. There's a three and three. I'll say they beat Indianapolis. 
four and three. At Jacksonville, they get five and three. I think they beat Tennessee on the road. I know that's tough. I see that happening. Six and three. They lose to Denver, though. Huge win at Tennessee. Lose to Denver. So that's six and four with six games to go. Cleveland at home, I'll take it. Seven and four. Pittsburgh, I think they split. That's eight and four. Four games to go. Bengals with eight wins already well ahead of their total from a year ago. Then they got Buffalo or Buffalo. Then they got Chicago. That's a win. Nine and four. Nine and four finishing at Minnesota, home for Detroit at Baltimore. There's the struggle. Because they're going to lose to Minnesota. They're going to beat the Lions at home. And then how much do the Ravens have left to play for on the road? I have the Bengals right now with 10 wins with that final game, that swing game against Baltimore. Do they sweep Baltimore? I don't think so. So 10-6, and six, they're going to beat Baltimore, split with Baltimore, sweep Cleveland, split with Pittsburgh, lose to Houston, Green Bay. Then they're going to win a bunch of these games. They're going to lose to Denver, and they're going to lose to Minnesota. Those are the losses. That's it. That's what I got. And you might disagree. I'll still take your emails, your tweets. I got a couple here as I'm pulling them up here. At Locked on Bengals. Lonnie says, I predict 10-6. and Damn, Lonnie, I copied you. 10-6 and for the Bengals and a return to the playoffs. Coming in town for the first two games. Lonnie, if you see me, say hi. I'll be at the first two games as well. 12-4, uh, and four, says Hooday Daily. Interesting. That's He predicts a bunch of wins here. A great stretch there. Uh, he predicts wins against Indianapolis at home, at Jacksonville, at Tennessee, Cleveland at home. Hey, we'll see. At or Pittsburgh at home, Chicago at home. All right. All right. Thank you guys for sharing the, those two. I had a bunch more, but uh, unfortunately I rambled so much about supermodels and John Ross and sports cars that uh, that we're almost out of time here. But uh, it's it's great. Look, football is back. And one thing I've talked about, and I'm going to do this very briefly, regardless of how the Bengals do this year, let's say they go 7-9. and nine. Let's say they go 7-9. and nine. And I think that's probably their floor, even with the offensive line. Next year, you're going to have year two of John Ross and Joe Mixon. You're going to have year three of Tyler Boyd. I assume Tyler Eifert will be back. Vontaze Perfect will be here. A.J. Green will be here. That offense will be legit. Now, do they have to go out and get a left tackle? Probably. I, honestly, I, I don't buy into Cedric Abwehi. I don't think he's that good, and he's just not. He's just not. Um, so they'll probably have to go out and get a left tackle. That's fine. But ultimately, that offense will be a year older. This team, like the real contention should be next year. It really should be because Nick Vigil will be in year three. Jordan Evans will be in year two. These pass rushers will be in year two. The defense, that speed will still be there. William Jackson will be blossoming after, after his first full year. You expect Andrew Billings, same thing. And then who knows? So this year, you want to set up, get back into contention, but obviously get into the playoffs and go as far as you can. But I think it kind of sets the scene, sets the stage for a complete reload where next year they kind of cash in. Next year they kind of put all their chips on the table. 
I just hope the Bengals are willing to make the necessary moves this offseason. And I know it's too early to think about it, but I've thought about it. Let's say they go 8-8, eight 10-6, and, eight, and six, something like that, and they feel one or two moves away. You as a fan feel like they're one or two moves away from being legitimate threats in the AFC. Go make them. With Andy and AJ and Perfect and Atkins in their prime and all these got Dunlap in their prime, Ross and all those boys entering year two, this offseason – between 17 and 18 will be the year that the Bengals should make the necessary moves to contend. Covered a lot today. Covered a lot. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. You can email me, James Rapine at ESPN1530.com. If you use the SeatGeek app, make sure you use the promo code LONFL. Download it and save $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Also, if you're betting on the games, my bookie. Dot AG. Use promo code LOBENGALS and uh, we'll get you hooked up there as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be at the game Sunday. You'll get exclusive audio reaction from week one against the Ravens. And Joe Goodberry will join me as well for our weekly Bengals film review coming up on Monday. Until Monday, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild-card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020 and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.